Hello, and welcome to the Worth the Watch podcast. While there are plenty of movie review podcasts out there, our goal is not to be that. This is supposed to be a fun look back at movies from our past that we have enjoyed. We just want to fill that place between your ears for about an hour, make your commute to work a little more tolerable, or let you reflect on a movie that you may have seen. Movies can make us laugh and cry, make us cringe in fear, or be a shot of adrenaline. We watch them in theaters with total strangers, at home with friends and family, or on Sundays when it's on cable for the 300th time. When One We Love comes on TV, we get excited. It's almost like, hey, someone else likes this movie too. So if you like what we do, let us know. Follow us on Twitter at WorthTheWatchPC, again, at WorthTheWatchPC, or email us at WorthTheWatchPodcast at gmail.com. Make suggestions of movies you love and want to hear. Tell us what areas you want us to cover. Please keep things clean. We have families who don't want them to be worried about us. Please remember, this is all in good fun, and if something on here offends you, tough shit. Get over it and find something else to be upset about. As the 21st century began, human evolution was at a turning point. Natural selection, the process by which the strongest, the smartest, the fastest reproduced in greater numbers than the rest, a process which had once favored the noblest traits of man, now began to favor different traits. Most science fiction of the day predicted a future that was more civilized and more intelligent. But as time went on, things seemed to be heading in the opposite direction, a dumbing down. How did this happen? Evolution does not necessarily reward intelligence. With no natural predators to thin the herd, it began to simply reward those who reproduced the most and left the intelligent to become an endangered species. Welcome to the inaugural Worth the Watch podcast, where we discuss movies that we love and break down the game film. We've been spending the better part of the last 15 years of our lives recapping and yelling at each other about movies over libations. So we figured we would put together a list of movies that we love and make a loosely structured format as to how we want to go through them. With me for every podcast will be Mike Kennedy. Say hello, Mike. Hello, Mike. And our special guest today, Ryan Wortlett. Hey, I'm special. Uh, We chose to do Idiocracy for our first movie. Uh, We felt it to be an appropriate movie based on today's social and political scene. So a little information about Idiocracy. Came out in 2006, September 1st, 2006, heading into uh, Labor Day weekend. Uh, It ended up getting a limited release because throughout this movie, there's Costco, there's Starbucks where you can get hand jobs. Um, So they ended up doing a very limited release. It only made $500,000 in theaters because it was such a tiny um, kind of just hidden thing. And it ended up being getting a cult following. Uh, movie was directed, written, partially written by Mike Judge, infamous for Beavis and Butthead, uh, King of the Hill, and then Office Space, which came out about six, seven years before this. Um, I'm going to start out with, before we get too detailed, my, we're going to kind of go through scene by scene chronologically through the movie, but just a, a general overarching thoughts on the movie. Um, I'm just going to say it's a dumb movie, but it's a hilarious concept. And Mike, you had an interesting comment that you said before about this. That's kind of a great way to describe this movie. It's kind of, it's kind of like a funny, you know, satirical type thing that's going on right now. You know, it's like, if you look at how the world's been changing, you know, 
since like the fifties. Pretty much this this whole movie, the whole thing is changing. A lot of it's changing sexually, as I've noticed that too. When it comes down to it, if you look at like the fifties, people slept in separate beds even though they were married. People, you know, no sex till marriage. No, you didn't move in with each other, anything like that. And now that's just like common play. You know, you move in with your girlfriend after knowing her for three months, <laughs> sleeping with her on the first night. You know. Well, just how I think the has changed. even more than that, what you said last, last time we talked about this was this movie was kind of written almost as a stand up bit, like, like five or six different stand up bits, and they kind of jammed into a movie. Because well, I mean, feels... it's fully satirical. I mean, the, the best part about it is that it's actually coming true now. That's yeah, kind of yeah. scary. They're 10 years in the or 12 years in the making, and actually, who, who would have thought that? We'd have our own president Camacho about you know right now in 2018. Well, there's uh, there when I get into the the facts about uh, some some interesting facts about the movie later. Um, one of the writers of this had a, had a very interesting comment uh, about we'd how things have escalated. <laughs> we'd be lucky to have this 500 years in the future. Yeah, yeah. At this point, well, certain things I'd say I'd be okay. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so the opening scene does a really good job of kind of explaining what's going on. Essentially it's everything turns from a, from a reproductive standpoint, it's, it, it, it touches a, a really interesting concept of those that have the money wait to have children. And those that don't just bang away. I mean, if you think about it, that's exactly what's going on right now. Too. Yeah. Like that, 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 that is reality as of right now. Yeah. Like, let, let, let's look at an example. Most of the friends we have, or didn't have kids until their thirties or for you two, you two don't even have kids yet. Yeah. Um, people are waiting much later in life to have children. Now, granted fertility options have made that a much better uh, possibility, but as they point out, she has her eggs freezed or sorry, her eggs well, frozen. Well, I can, I can tell you right now that her name is Carol. <laughs> she, and she has an IQ of 141 and Trevor has an IQ of 138. They, you know, they, they decide to wait for the right time to have kids and they keep waiting and waiting and waiting until eventually Trevor dies while masturbating, trying to create a sperm. <laughs> he has a heart attack, right? <laughs> yeah, has a heart attack while trying to jerk off for sperm. So she, she you know, then, and then on the, on the flip side, you got Cleavon, who, you know, is having I, as much sex as he can with everybody. Yeah, IQ of 84. I wrote this down whenever I saw it. I was like, okay, this is good. <laughs> Right, That's a little, has, that feels a little high, don't you think? It's, it's shown he has kids with three different women, too. And he's, like, getting them confused. Like, I thought you were all the pale when she's like, yeah. oh, that must have been Brittany. And yeah. then they get in all that stuff. And and then, like, later on, it shows him that because of medical advances, you know, he tried to jump a jet ski from a lake into a swimming pool and impaled his crotch on an iron gate. But because, of, junk. Medical, because of medical advances, they were able to make sure he could reproduce. And it showed him, like, you know, pop, 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 like, you know, a bunch more, you know. And then it shows, you know, his kid, whatever, I don't know, Clavon Jr., I think his name was. Who he's also like, is, yeah. <laughs> hugging all those chicks. He's like, oh, I'm going to bang all of you tonight. You know, like, I'm, like looking much- up, um, I'm looking up the guy that plays Trevor. He's been in almost every, t- at least one episode of every TV show that's been made in the last 20 years. He did look familiar. I, I couldn't place I'm, a name. I'm trying to find he was in tried, old, He's but- in old school, but he's, he's legit been in like every single TV show at least once. In the last fifteen years, it's incredible. Oh. He he had a, he had a good two minutes in in that movie before dying. Of, yeah, uh, of, of, I don't know if it's the worst way or the best way to go. You know, I mean, you can look at it either way. Yeah. 
I hope. Uh, did he finish? That's the big question. Oh, I, guess, I guess not. Because, well, I guess you know, not because she never was able to to have a, have a baby put through. She she did freeze her eggs though, so she said she's waiting for the right guy. I remember. I'll tell you what I remember him yeah. from is he's in dinner for schmucks. He's the guy that has the vulture. God, I assume <laughs> that's, that's a movie that I'm, I assume is that like a movie for later on a one that one that'll one come time? down the pike at some point. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't seen that one in a while. Yeah, that, it's been a long time. Aaron loves that movie. That, that's every time it's on TV, she'll she'll watch it, but. Anyways, all right. So back to idiocracy. So um, let's move. Let's, let's, let's move, move on. Like, let's move past that because it, it, you can look them up while we do this. Well, it's it's uh, fun social commentary, but um, little cast: Luke Wilson's Joe Bowers, main character; Maya Rudolph's Rita; Dax Shepard is Frito; Terry Crews is President Camacho; Justin Long's Doctor Doctor Alexis. Uh, anybody I missed in there? Um, we can kind of we can kind of hit people up as we go through I too. I mean, the main, the main thing is about Luke Wilson, Maya Rudolph, Dax Shepard, and Terry Crews. Terry Crews. Those are the big. Those. They're showing the family tree from Claiborne is just massive. And, you know, the family tree from our, our lady friend and dead heart attack masturbating boyfriend. Um, here's, here's a question. How many times do you think they actually tried having sex to have kids first? Because she seems like she would be one to just shut that off immediately. Well, remember that's what <laughs> that's part of the thing is his sperm count was too low. So they're saying there he was having oh, difficulty. That's right. that's he was having difficulty with kids. So then, and if you remember, they to... kept doing it every five years. They were showing so five years they were waiting for one reason, and five years later they're waiting for another reason until it got to the point where they were. She looked to be at the end of fifty by the time, and she said her eggs were frozen. So yeah, that yeah, point, yeah, not happening. That point, yeah. not happening. Yeah, but then pretty much from there, you know, we get cut into where we see Joe Bauer, who is um, Captain Average, you know, Average Joe. That's how I like looked at it, it's because he's literally average at everything. But uh, well, they, one of the lines I thought was funny that. here is that the, um, the one commanding officer comes down and says, like, we, we, we need to, you're moving to do some other project. And he's like, but I'm good at this. He's like, good at what? Sitting on ass. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. yeah dude, and then, like, does not want to lead, does not want to do anything, does not want to go anywhere, doesn't want to leave at all, but is forced pretty much to leave his little librarian post for this, the uh, top secret hibernation project that we're talking about. And they you know. choose him, and they choose him for this project because he is the most average person obviously in the whole army unit, let alone almost the world. They couldn't find anybody else that's better uh, than this guy. You know, he's also single, he didn't have any parents, so like if something went wrong, there'd be no questions. They said they didn't have. They're trying to find a female counterpart as well to have, and they didn't have as much luck finding a female. So they found Rita, who is a hooker, <laughs> and uh, who belongs pretty, to Upgrade. Yeah, who belongs two, to Upgrade? Two D's. Two D's. She agreed to do it if they would drop some charges and you know pay her some money, and he agreed to let them do it. You know, uh, Upgrade had to as, sign off on it. To sign off, you know, as long as he could get some leeway in his pimping game, you know. But you and are right; it, he, does, he does he does spell his name with two D's for a double dose of his pimping. And this actually is is <laughs> what I think was really the first funny scene of the um, of the movie is the entire Officer Collins explaining the pimp game. Oh yeah, I was like, dying when I was going. <laughs> How many pictures did he have himself being a pimp? Like, just like I, you know, I, I didn't count. But it's just like he's like uh, he's like first, you know, I had to try to gain his trust, you know, and he's like, you know, a pimp's love is very different than 
square. Like, yeah, <laughs> very different than that of a square. <laughs> You know, and he has like all those pictures are just like boom, 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 boom. Yeah. Like, Come on, let's go. And he's just like, oh, you know, it's a fascinating world, you know, type type thing. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so they get they get Rita to come here, but that is definitely one of the I'll, I'll agree, Ed. That's one of the probably the first like funny, funny scene, you know, in the movie. So that pretty much sets us up to where you know yeah. we're at, you know, for the future because they get frozen, and obviously people forget forgotten so. about. Is very different. One of the and then one of the reasons why they actually get they forget about it too is don't forget off the the officer here he gets busted in the attempted prostitution ring. Right, so that right. Kinda, that, that's where it gets even funnier. Oh, but probably my favorite scene too is is actually when the cops come in to get him. He's looking in like a hand, you know, one of those like little hand mirrors, and he's like yeah, looking, looking at a grill, looking at a gold tooth. Is what he's looking this at. A gold just what, I, I thought he had a full grill. It could have been a grill, but I, I maybe I just it could have been a grill, gold tooth, something, you know, some sort of pimpish gangsters type looking thing that he had on his his face there was just absolutely ridiculous and hilarious <laughs> really is and then you know they're in there for 500 years everybody else instead of everybody getting smarter everybody's getting dumber like i remember them talking about they thought genetic engineering helped but they were worried about hair loss and prolonging erections right and a lot of ones when they show they show like a monkey or something like that you know it has a boner but it's wearing boxers because a monkey testing <laughs> be wearing boxers for absolutely no reason with a boner because they're worried about covering that boner. Well, how and about the fact that how about the fact that the place gets torn down and a Fuddruckers gets put on, on top of it <laughs> and the name just keeps changing as as the years go on. Yeah, that's a yeah. that's a good uh, note for as we get into the movie later how the the, well, the stores continue to change names, different things. You know, well, it's like and they just showed how like you know it's like they had so much garbage they didn't know what to do with it. My one thing I know is like, so they had that avalanche where like the one little can like caused the whole avalanche, like or whatever at the very top. But like they scooped the whole down. I'm like, if this would have happened five hundred years ago, wouldn't they have been at the bottom of that? Yeah, oh, that's an excellent problem. point. All right, that gets, that'll get into our um, our like, category. That, well, that's when we get into. I know it's a movie, but later we'll 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 get into all that stuff. And uh, but this is where like you know you pop he pops in. This is where you first meet Frito, who's Dak Shepard. And, you know, the first thing I noticed, too, is that so he's watching this TV show called Out My Balls, where it's just this guy. It's not even funny. It's just a guy continues getting hit in the balls over and over again. But I also found out that it's the channel that it was on is called The Violence Channel. The Violence Channel. Yeah. yeah. So it's just like instead of just saying, like, you know, TNT, it's The Violence Channel. Like, oh, I want to watch violence. So here I'm going to watch this channel. And we, like we said before, it's uh, Ed and we were talking that. Uh, you know, everything. There's just ads everywhere. Everybody's just consumed by ads. Which can also go back to the way today, how today is now, too, if you think about your, you know, you circle back to what you're saying about the correlation for today. I mean, that's pretty much what you see now. There's just ads and you open up a, open up your internet, ad for this, ad for this, pop-ups everywhere. So it's kind of going that direction already, too. It just knows. Like, you know, like, I was, like, talking to somebody about a pair of shoes literally at school the other day, and I think I was on, then I was on like Instagram or Facebook and it showed that pair, like uh, the brand of shoes that I was talking to somebody about. And I was like, is my phone listening to me? Just like stupid stuff like that. You know, it's just like anything you do is you're scrolling through your Instagram, ads pop up. If you're scrolling through Facebook, there's ads. Checking your email, there's ads. I mean, this is obviously much more glorified where it's like 
there's just a ring of ads to hoy around the outside of the television. It's like a screen inside the sc- inside a, another, you know, like screen pretty much because of it. Well, we're and, not uh, we're not too far removed from that potentially happening. Now that everybody has stuff that's either streaming or they just DVR stuff, no one actually watches commercials. Yeah, I don't yeah. I mean, they that's, actually say the know. next the next step might be product placement in TV shows. I said then, I don't even have I don't even have cable anymore. Right, you're you're one of the core daughters. You're uh, people that have gotten away from actually caring about what's on TV, and they just say, "Well, we're just going to watch whatever we feel like on demand." I'm trying to think here. So where are we at here? Where are uh... he's come to life? So he wakes up. He wakes up Fredo's, in Frito's apartment. Frito's yeah. trying to yell back at him when he's like, "I got to get to get back to base." He said, "I'm going to base you in the." In the in the face, face or something. Ass on my fist. Yeah. <laughs> and then it also comes full circle right after that. Right, he throws him out of out of the out of his apartment. He looks at what used to be a Fuddruckers, which is now called Buttfuckers. So yes. That's how, yes. That's how we've gotten to five hundred years later. And, and just kids, you know, eating inside the Buttfuckers. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's gone to the point where you know that's where there's also you probably bring up the fact that there's actually narration that goes on through this whole thing, so you kind of just know. What's going on? There's a narrator that kind of talks about everything. Yeah, and I got a, I got a good man. I believe his name was right. Yeah, I got a good fact on him later on, on who he is. Um, oh, really? Okay, but, perfect. Yeah. As he's he's you know he he gets thrown out, and the whole time I think it's just like he gets up like kind of calmly, looks at sees butt fuckers, doesn't think like is all calm about all this. Like if somebody threw me out of a window and like you know and all this other stuff, like I would start to think weird. You know, like, like what the what the fuck just happened? Pretty much, but he's like pretty calm. He's walking around, and then as you know, the narrator is describing that won't understand them. Like he can understand what they're saying, but they can't understand what he's saying. And they said that the the, uh, the combination is that the people speak now is hillbilly, valley girl, any inner city slang, and various grunts. He speaks. He's literate and can enunciate words and stuff that they said he sounded. Um, they couldn't understand him because he sounded pompous and faggy. You're all yeah. You're fucked up. <laughs> speaking of that, and speaking of that, then it comes to the, he goes to the hospital, which is called St. God's Memorial Hospital. And you like how they don't, the way the hospital is set, it's not, it's too long to go across it. So the letters, the end of the letters hospital just dangled down on the end of the building. Right. They weren't able to actually figure out uh, where it would fit. They just started putting them up. Just putting hospital underneath memorial or making the word smaller, you know, when he walks into it, there's like slot machines in the hospital. It's like disgustingly dirty. When he goes up to the front desk, the lady like has a computer that like a freaking two year old would use. <laughs> that part's really funny. It, 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 it like lights up as the what is the what your problem. Yeah. And <laughs> like, just the, the woman the is kind of, <laughs> but I think one, I think one of the best ways to determine what's wrong with them is when they put him in the, they put him into that, tank or whatever where he has the three prongs right <laughs> one goes in your mouth one goes in your ear and one goes up your butt and they yeah. don't know which one goes they don't know which one's which well, if you look at it, it's like the, the guy that goes before him it's not like they cleaned it out or anything no he just no, says, it's wait, just no, not this one this one and uh, i also, I, I looked at like the choices you you could either the choices are that it would diagnose you with tumor ebola just gas tapeworm Hepatitis A through F. A through F. Out. <laughs> and then another one was just a question mark. Like, you don't Gout. know. I was say, I'm wondering if some of those. <laughs> uh, um, were any of those spelled correctly? Um, actually, mo- surprisingly so. Eboli was just E dash B O L I. And it was just like everything else was spelled correctly. I mean, maybe not like 
leprosy or malaria, but I just saw it out of like the corner of my eye. It's also the first time you get introduced to uh, Brondo, which is a big factor throughout the whole movie. Yes. As far as he goes, this tastes like Gatorade. What happened to water? And I think one of the funniest things you don't even think about, he's like, you mean like out of a toilet? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And the guy just thinks it's hilarious. It's like, you want water? Like, why would you want water? Like, that makes no sense. Right. And that's like the first part of that movie where you just, re- when you realize you're like, you don't think about it's going to come full circle to that again, but it's, it's just hilarious that yeah. they don't know what water is. Like out of the toilet, like it, that, that, that scene made me laugh too, just because it's how dumb it was. Like, and then we come to our, I believe that we've discussed this probably our, all of our favorite scene. Yes. In the movie here coming up so here. I want to, I, I want us to go through this in three different parts. Cause there's three different lines that he says that are just, unbelievably funny i was gonna say do you want to you want to each say which one what's your favorite part like i which is your favorite because i can probably tell you mine well i think just the the funniest part is just he comes in wearing an entire like gold satin suit he's just like hugh hefner it's, it's kind of like how <laughs> everybody's wearing though I mean, everybody's wearing it just like a different color it's like a almost like a silky satin type like Scrub, pretty much is what everybody wears. Hey, Azang, S.A. Yeah, right. Uh, well, not so good. You know, I, I don't really know what's going on, but I'm seeing things. I think it might be because of these drugs the Army put me on. But if you could uh, just get me well enough to get back to base. Right. <laughs> Kick ass. Well, don't want to sound like a dick or nothing, but uh, it says on your chart that you're fucked up. Uh, you talk like a fag, and your shit's all retarded. What I do is just like, like you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> all right, I'm gonna stop right there because <laughs> he's got a great filthy Sanchez that is not noticed <laughs> originally. It's just enough of a little bit of a shit stash that you can tell he's may or may not be 17 years old and doesn't doesn't shave. You can also tell that he's stoned. Oh, or yeah, you're right. Or, I didn't really just, think we're just completely stupid, one of the two. Yeah. No, so, no, he's, smoke, he's smoking a joint. You can see it. That's I'm what trying he's, to read what's sits down. I'm looking at the picture of him. I'm trying to read what's on his jumpsuit. He does have a stethoscope. You have to give him that much. That's how you know he's a doctor. That's man. how you know he's a doctor, man. But uh, just that series of, of statements, those are three just – incredible lines. Well, he starts they, out as like, don't want to sound like a dick or nothing. You're coming into this movie kind of with an idea of what's going on. You get a little bit of an understanding of how dumb the people are, but you don't think that the people that are doctors are going to be this, this insanely dumb too, which catches you off guard along with the hilariousness of the lines too. Oh, like I said, this this to me is is what made the movie originally the start. Like you know, oh. it was you get into it, and then as soon as this scene hit, I was dying. Yeah, because had like it had. I was like, what else are they going to actually bring in now? Because if yeah. you have a doctor who's talking to you like this, what else is out there? Right. The shock. This is where the shock factor works. By the time you get to Camacho, you're kind of absorbed into the whole like, oh, everybody in the future literally is this dumb. But when you have the doctor this way, it really throws you off, and it's just and he's, and he's young. I mean, like you said, like you said, he looks like he's what eighteen, nineteen. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Justin Long is, is Justin Long is fantastic in this. Yeah, for the I, thirty seconds that he's in it or whatever, yeah, hilarious. This movie came out, so um, 
this movie was filmed in 2005, but it took them a whole year to get it out because as I was talking about the the kind of the corporations being pissed about them using their names. Um, so it didn't come out for a whole year. So the movie Accepted came out two two weeks before this movie. So he actually, despite being this small part, probably at the time when they filmed it was really unknown. But he had kind of not become a star, but had become a, a name in the in the industry by the time the movie actually came out. So it's kind of funny to see him go back and forth like this. Oh, so, so, so you got, and then you got, you got to get Joe. Who's looking like, is this serious? Like he's like, I'm being, he's like, he's, he's mad. Cause he's like, I'm serious. You're a doctor. You need to help me. He doesn't understand. <laughs> and that's well, when, well, okay, we'll move the, we can catch the next one then. <laughs> no, I, I'm serious here. <laughs> Don't worry, scroll. Now there are plenty of tards out there living really kick-ass lives. My first wife was tarded. She's a pilot now. <laughs> okay, so I have a I have a I have a comment about one of many comments about this. I think the term "scrow" is short for scrotum, because later on in the movie, Camacho also calls him "scrow." So it it may be the term of endearment in twenty five oh five is to re- reference to someone as scrotum. It's it's hilarious. It's like <laughs> it's cool. It's cool, scrow. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah, the and, famous thing now. Yeah, and then the ending. I, I need for you to be serious for a second here, okay? I, I need help. There's that fag talk we talked about. <laughs> <laughs> they bring it all back together. They bring it all in. And it's also again they, they they tell him that multiple times throughout the movie too because of the fact that he talks better than everybody, so yeah. they don't understand it. So he obviously talks like a fag. Yeah. Yeah. And this was also before, like I said, twelve years ago, before everybody was up in arms about saying that any type of words like that it could actually be used as you know and as funny at this point yeah we, I, i'm saying on top of on top of it it's like you're realizing these people are stupid so they're using this terminology as completely like idiots so like right this is yeah, a and just like it's they know it's derogatory thing, so they're saying it you know like yeah. it's a form of ignorance that it seems like it's okay because it's ignorant i i do wonder if and this is something we'll, we'll go through at the end could this movie be made today, 12 years later? And I... Parts it, of it, yes. I, I feel like too, too many people would be offended now for some of the things that's in this movie. But... I, I know, but at the same time, there's so much... If you think about it, there's a lot of stuff on TV and movies that is pretty brutal that's still... Accepted, I think this movie like, still holds up to the t- I, think, I think this movie would still hold up today. Oh, I, I, think I, it find... would, I think it would actually kill today. They'd probably have to rename... Starbucks and Costco, but other than that, I think they could. But we'll we'll get into that later. I actually have a good idea. Saying, those, those, are also two, those are also two more favorite scenes of mine that come yeah. up. But you know, as far as I, um, I actually have a, a a really interesting idea on what could happen with this movie today. But um, we'll get into that when we get to the end. So he, this this is right where when he's getting well, diagnosed, he, realizes. he sees them. it's the second time he's seen. It's twenty five oh five. Yeah, so he's, he's like figured out what's kind of going on. This is kinda... these are prints. Yeah, the and... movie... go ahead. Well, I was gonna say it was like, and then you know, he, um, he's realizing you know this is wrong, and like this is where like the guy realizes he doesn't have the tattoo. On yeah, him. yeah. He starts freaking out. And I said this is another one of my little lines I like, where he's just like, instead of saying you know why don't you have a tattoo, he's like, why come? <laughs> why, why come not tattoo? Why come you don't yeah. have a tattoo? Yeah. And then it gets kind of I don't know it they ca- they have to set the table for a while so it's 
He goes to jail. He takes that IQ test. That's obviously <clears throat> an IQ test for for a a one and a half year old kid. And then, um, well, yeah, well, 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 he breaks well, out of jail by just literally well, telling him he's supposed to leave. Before, and then, there's a scene when he's when he gets breaks out of hospital. He kind of this is where he's kind of like he's almost like checking out the world at this time. Like this is where he sees the sign that says like um, about the smoking, and it says if you don't smoke, like oh my god, if you don't, yeah, if you that's don't smoke right, Bill tons, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. But if you look at the bottom, it, the Surgeon General warning there, and it says warning: the Surgeon the Surgeon General has one lung and a voice box, but he could still kick your sorry ass. <laughs> how, about when, goes, how about when he goes to the movie theater and the movie is just called Ass, and yeah. it's just the it's just a bare ass in the movie, and they're all just laughing at it. It may or may not be farting. And it won eight Oscars that year, including Best Screen. <laughs> yeah. I also think one of the more underrated scenes is when they go to Carl's Jr., and it's like, you're an unfit mother. Carl's yeah. Jr. taking your kids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, well, when you look to the Carl's Jr., it, it's, not a, it's not a smiley. Like, no, it's a frowny face. It's a frowny face. But, but yeah, no, it, yeah, it goes there, and there's like um, – I remember too. It's just like talking about um, when they go to cards room instead of like a being like a large fry, it's like an extra big ass fries. Yeah. <laughs> well, the fact that it gases it, you're an unfit mother, and it gases her. Like, <laughs> you're an unfit mother, and your children will be placed in the custody of Carl's Jr. And it said, "Carl's Jr., fuck you. I'm eating." <laughs> <laughs> like a little automated things. Like, you know, just like and it's where he gets. Where this is where Joe gets arrested again because I guess the police show up looking for. Oh, yeah, when the police show up, they look at him, they go, Is this the unfit mother? <laughs> yeah, and then they, then they, then they, take, yeah, like that's what I'm saying. Like, the, this is when he finally gets arrested and they realize he doesn't have any of the stuff. And I think it's kind of funny too, is when he gets, when he's actually getting arrested, when he's in the courthouse, and that's when he finds out Frito is his actual lawyer, the guy he broke into the house. Yeah. Yeah. And they're just yelling back and forth. Uh, who's, who's, who's the judge in this? Stephen Root. Stephen Root. Yeah, he, he was, like, he was they, Jimmy when, James in News Radio, but he was Milton in Office Space. Yes. So they yeah. actually they actually re. He um, was in. Uh, he, he was in. Uh, he's in Dodgeball. He's been in a ton of stuff. Um, but they actually they drag a couple Office Space characters out. So the cameraman at the end is a guy named Greg Pitts. He was Drew from Office Space, the uh, Show Me Your O Face. Oh yeah, yeah, and then the the Secretary of State is a guy named David Herman who played Michael Bolton from Office Space too. Yeah, so yep. it's yeah. uh it's just like like a lot of Judd Apatow movies they drag out the same people too because they they or Adam Sandler they always bring the same people out. When you know, kind of runs circles. I like, like I think the scene too when he's like again they come back to him, and he was like he, he talks like a fag. <laughs> <laughs> Well, well, that's what I say, guys. As you get, when he even comes in the court, they have him in that giant freaking cage. You know, it looks like a big monkey cage, like a milkshake at him or something like that. And then, uh, um, so the judge comes in. I remember he, I, he just has like the giant oversized gavel. His hair is just absolutely ridiculous. He tells everybody just to shut up instead of like, you know, like ordering the court or anything like that the whole time. And if, if I don't know if you noticed or not, in the court there's also billboards and stuff like that all around the court, all around the courtroom too. Really? Yeah. Like oh my god! Yeah. His like you said, Frito is his court-appointed lawyer, and they call him Frito, Frito Pendejo. And it's like he doesn't—he doesn't even defend him. The other—he like the first thing he does is he goes, he 
he's like, it says here you robbed the hospital. Why would you do that? He's like, I didn't. You know, just like you're just. To, well, like, they all get, they all gang up on him. The yeah, whole court gangs up on him. No, he doesn't even. Finish. He just, he just like when it's like he's like fine objection. You know, he's like trying to object to get in his saying. He's just like, all right, yeah, you think this one? He's gonna start like defending him. He's just like. He's like, I object that he you know, wrecked my apartment won't have any money because he couldn't pay at the hospital. And he's just like, and he's like, hey, I'm real mad he wrecked, he made me miss out on my balls. And it's like, everybody in the court just like screaming. And every single time Joe like tries to stand up and say anything, everybody just like, they just mock him and make fun of him the whole time. It is a good, it is a good scene. It's, it is a good scene, but that's how you, now you get set up where he's in jail now. And then he just and walks he, out. <laughs> and saying, well, that one when they bring him to jail, they have they have the like the dog collar around him, like you know, you like uh, rabbit or something like that. Yeah, they go out there to try to capture the dog, you know, and you call the humane society to go out there with like the big stick with like the little like leash at the end. I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> they're, yeah. walking, they're walking him to his tattoo thing to get a tattoo. That's a, I actually like the tattoo scene too. Like they take him to the tattoo dispenser, and it is just like filthy, disgusting, dirty. You know, he like puts his arm in there, and he's trying to like figure out like what his name's going to be and like there's a cast you know it's just like what's your name it's just like i'm not sure and they're just like your name is not sure and he's like no. he's like no that's that's not correct he's like oh so not's correct it's like thank you not's correct and he just like keeps going through it's even hard for me to remember exactly the words that said it but it's like it is a pretty much like everything that he says like kind of makes sense well, for one, what at one point he he talks himself around he goes my last name is not sure or, and he's yeah. like, no, damn it! Like, and then they start tattooing. And then they start tattooing. Put punctuations at the right place that would make sense, but the fact that there's no punctuation. So, so his name in the future now becomes not sure because now it's Miles branded on him. So he's now one is not sure into the Joe Powers forever. I think around the same time, you know, it's like this when he takes the IQ test too, and it's like yes. everybody's putting like the big like trap up blocks into shapes, and they're asking questions like. One bucket holds two gallons, and one bucket holds five gallons. How many buckets do you have? Like, um, at this point, I think Joe is starting to realize that he that he is just smarter than everybody, and and or he doesn't. I don't know if you're that person. What do you? What goes through your mind? Like, holy shit! Like, I am now. Like, where? What kind of world am I at right now? What is going on? Like, everybody here is unreasonable and stupid. I don't know how to survive. Yeah. It's crazy. Well, the, the fact that he just walks out, I mean, there's one scene where they, they throw like, oh, the, the one of the funny ones is he's he's walking by and he sees the big fat guy sitting on the guy in the in the in the uh, yeah. in the yard. He just points at him and he's like, you. And that's, I think, kind of what made made him like, you know, be like, oh, crap, I need to get out of here pretty much when he saw like, that happen. But I remember just a little scene before that as he walked in. The guards were like dumping in like a pig trough almost type thing. That's how like the people like got their food like in like a just like in a hole in the wall and just like dumped a bucket of food and everybody's fighting over like the food in there. Fighting over it. Well then yeah. he walked then I like I like when he goes to leave. He just walks up to the guard, he's like, I'm in the wrong line. I'm supposed to be getting out of jail. And the guard smacks him in the face and he's like, You're in the wrong <laughs> line, dumbass. I don't see your name on there. He's like, Well, I mean, I'm definitely supposed to be getting out of jail because I'm already in jail. And he's like let him through, dumbass, and he just literally walks out. He, he like, runs out, and I go when he runs out, too, like, that those are just, like, those mounted machine guns just, like, randomly just shooting, like, all over the place, and then they just end up shooting each other. Now he's out of jail, 
and then it's when he reconnect reconnects with Frito again. Right. Though, so it leads to the the fantastic line. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Where he 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 goes back and finds his place, and uh, oh, it's the uh, the masturbation yeah, it's, it's called yes. the masturbation network, keeping America baiting for three hundred years, and now sweet bang tube. The Masturbation Network, keeping America baiting for 300 years. And now, Sweet Bang Tube. Oh, yeah, give me some. Cut me a piece. Oh, you just... Go away, baiting! <laughs> so, I love that it's... That might be my favorite line, just because it's just like... It's like, now it's like, even, even it's like, you know, you're not doing that, but like... Someone just knocks on the door. I just want to yell that. <laughs> oh, so funny. Um, Ed, we were talking about that last weekend. Remember me and Josh? Like, yeah. It was just like, go, go away, Brayton. Yeah, it's it's. A, I love that it's a pair of legs cutting a steak. Which is like, too, it's like, it's like you've added too much, too many words in there. It's just go away, Brayton. It's like, and it's like he can't say master Brayton. He's no, got to just Brayton. Because they've been baiting for three hundred years, and so. every time he's sitting there, he's like sucking on that like straw, and his oh, and his chair is a toilet too. Like he's gonna pull his pants up and down every single time he sits down. Oh, that's right. I I didn't even catch that. That's that's right. Uh-huh. <laughs> he he does. In this scene, he like pulls his pants down. And he's just like he's talking to because he's talking to him about uh. I mean, this is where he asks him about the time machine. Yes, and they go. That that yeah, and he, they go. He, and- find uh rita finally i forget how they find her well she's she's hooking she's she's doing her old job oh, so he finds right. her, he, he oh, yeah, finds yeah. Her. she's she's actually uh she's uh yeah she's she, she wakes up and she goes to call upgrade and she calls like collector whatever it is in the future and she's just like you know they're like who are you trying to call and she's like upgrade and it says there are nine thousand like seven hundred listings it was like two thousand dollars to connect them and then that's where you're at right when she was like, the guy came up to her and was like hitting on her. So she just like thought it was a normal world and was like calling him out of his money. She's, he's like, can you wait? He's like, you know, I can wait all day. And he's like, all right, I mean, for today then, you know, even though they don't do anything. But this also goes to, I don't know if you guys like the Costco scene to me is one of the most unrated scenes in the movie. I was dying when I, when I heard this, like just. Welcome to Costco. I love you. Welcome to Costco. I love you. The, it's a huge fat guy with his own face. Yeah, a 350-pound Hawaiian guy. Uh, uh, oh, he does. You're right. His shirt has his face on it, I think. <laughs> oh, and the clothes. The clothes. Remember, he asks him for clothes, and they're in, like, a, they're on the wall, and then, like, what you'd find, like, a toilet dispenser for, like, a toilet seat cover. Yeah, he pulls it off the wall, and it looks like one of those. Like, where you, like, if you're, like, you know, taking a shit in a public restroom, they have, like, the little, like, toilet seat cover thing. You, like, pull oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what he does, but it's like shirts and pants and stuff like that that you just pull out. It's almost like they're disposable clothes or something like that. And how about the fact that every like everything is destroyed? Like they just build stuff on top of everything. And that's when is that the when they walk? There's one of the parts where he walks out. There's actually one building that's tied to another building. Oh, that's right. I think there's that's like a the, rope holding one building up attached to another building. Outside of the doctor's office, and he sees everything. There's there's a build two buildings being held together by a rope. When they go pick a read up and everything, like Joe's arm gets scanned or something like that. And they, have to get, they have to like stop him, stop him, pull over. Like during this time, the cops yeah. go up the car and they're just like unloading with like machine guns on the car and like blow up the car. And the whole time, Frito's just laughing and they're like, "It's your car, man!" Like he's like, "Yeah!" Like getting all pumped up when it's blown up. 
It's like, dude, it's your car. It's your car that's blown up. He doesn't care. He just likes things to blow up. Well, that's and, right. That's- and in the background, like a plane randomly is just crashing. I just thought about the guy, like my wife started and she's a pilot. And that's yeah. all I could think of the whole time that, that happened. Well, there's also the fact that we were talking about how like they couldn't do the movie because they use Costco and Starbucks. How about when they're once they get the car blown up, they're walking, they're walking around. And he, he makes that comment, or I could really go for a Starbucks right now. Yeah. Hey, how much farther is it? Uh, it's like far. Man, I could really go for a Starbucks, you know? Yeah, well, I really don't think we have time for a hand job, Joe. <laughs> Dak Shepard managed to pull off that mild lisp for the entire movie pretty well. Yeah. He's grown on me a little bit as an actor. When he first started, like literally, this was like his perfect role when I first. Yeah, it was this and um, "Let's Go to Prison" was one of my. Well, I would say "Without a Paddle" was around the same time, wasn't it? We always played like a hard nosed, kind of like not smart individual type person. Uh, Idiocracy, two thousand six. When was "Without a Paddle"? Also, when they walk in the Costco, there's there's a. uh, it's just, like I say, Costco's like the one-stop shot. It's like the Walmart, like slash, like everything. Like it's like, it's got like I remember they, they walk in, the guy says, you know, welcome, welcome to Costco. I love you. And then uh, um, they got here like a goat in the background or something like that. I think. <laughs> well, there, and there's so many, there's so many things. Like there's like the there's a Starbucks in Costco. There's that's another thing. Everything's sexual too. Like it was like fifty thousand dollars for a full latte. Yeah, yeah, it's like a full body, the full latte. Then there's like so much for like a full body latte, full body latte or something like that. But I know this is where Frida went to law school. They're also getting the train. I guess they're getting the train there too. So like that's another thing that's just randomly there. It's the right, train the station. train's all the way at the back, and you have to take it to where the ride is. Where yeah, the- yeah, that's why it took so long to walk through. But as they're walking through, I think that the this is the scene. But somewhere in there, there's a there's a part where he's walking past, and there's this like chicken like poyo place and it says adult chicken it's like bucket of bucket of wing with full release <laughs> not even not even holding back at that point no no it's like that'll get you a bucket of chicken and you'll come <laughs> so it's fantastic so that's so then right the cops come to get them and they take them to the white house and that's when you meet the whole Secretary of Defense and everybody else. State, everyone else. It's super dumb. The, one of the more undercover ones is the guy. Uh, he's the sec. He's the Secretary of Education, and he's like cross-eyed and like mildly retarded. Isn't? Did they say he's Camacho's? Yeah, he's Camacho's brother-in-law. Yeah, that's what it was. It's like you're talking about. You're talking about someone. Who, you know, a stupid Secretary of Education, which we currently have right now. If you want to bring it full circle. No, Betsy, Betsy DeVos. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, she would be the kind of person that's looking directly down a barrel of a shotgun like this guy does. <laughs> like, and uh, this, is where you, this is where you meet the, the, the most important person in the world, the president, yes. Terry Crews, President Cruz. Camacho. Yeah, President Camacho. Who uh, used to be the what, 16-time world wrestling champion or something like that. <laughs> Let's yeah, he's like a something-times world champion. I like how you spoke that shit. I know shit's bad right now. That's the is at the beginning of a State of the Union address. Like I thought after, they said in there. Um, after his first shut up, he goes. <laughs> he says, and that's when behind him you see uh, the like American Express sign where American spelled with a U H. <laughs> <laughs> <And> American <laughs> Express has 
three X's in it. <laughs> Shit. So this is where he, um, he, he, he reveals that Joe has the plan that he's going to fix everything. And I think he gives him what, like a week. Yeah. Something in one week. And then one week he's going to fix everything. I also like when he's given the address and they got the, the one guy in the background. He's like, that's what you said last time. He's like, Dipshit, yeah. South Carolina. I represent. Yeah. <laughs> well, then he, everyone starts getting mad, so he just fires off an AK forty-seven in the middle of the building. Some, some sort of machine gun. He just like lights up to get everybody's attention. I like when he sees you not- when when he meets when President Convention meets Nacho the first time. No, it's not. Him, it's yes. not an AK forty-seven. It's it. It looks something odd, but anyway. Could you not see? Could you not see President Trump doing some shit like that in about three years? <laughs> His patent move is just to say stuff's going to get done when it doesn't, but that's a different conversation. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, but but yeah, so the president come up giving us big. He said, "Well, he says he goes, you're smart, huh?" And Joe's like, "No, like pretty much saying like I don't think I'm that smart." And he just like looks at me, grabs his head. He's like, I "Thought your head be bigger." Just like, oh, oh he grabs the big, grabs him by the head. He's like, "How big this head is." <laughs> It's like it's kind of like a peanut or something like that. But I have too many. Your se- your secretary, uh, is it state or whatever? Ed, brought to you by Carl's Jr. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, he has to what say it because he gets paid every time. When they're introducing like the other the other lady, the what's her name, Attorney General. He's like fun bags over the <laughs> Attorney General <laughs> for sure. So, so let's let's awful. fast forward to uh, fix, they're fixing the economy. They're fixing. They're going to get the crops to grow. Motorcycle motor motorcade Ed, that you love so much right because that's where he calls him scrow yeah that's where scrow but and uh, uh they go back to the um the you know with the white house where i noticed that the washington mountain is leaning in the reflection pool people are using with jet skis in it yes that that's that's a nice uh added touch really where you see anything is where he's trying to explain to them why it's important to actually use water instead of electrical instead of brondo i also love for the last time, I'm pretty sure what's killing the crops is this Brondo stuff. The Brondo's got what plants crave. It's got electrolytes. So wait a minute. What you're saying is that you want us to put water on the crops? Yes. Water. Like out the toilet? Well, I mean, it doesn't have to be out of the toilet, but, but yeah, that's the idea. But Brondo's got what plants crave. It's got electrolytes. When they're when they're using the water, they're actually taking it right from the toilet. Yes, you, know, you're, you notice that. But it's what plants crave. Yeah, it's what plants crave. And what's plants crave? And he's just like, and they, that's when he goes. He's just like, do you even know what electrolytes are? Yeah, yeah. it's like <laughs> it's what plants crave. So um, when he it fails, they send him to rehab, which turns out to be the the giant. Um, what do we call it? Which uh, I think is pretty Thunderdome ish. <laughs> like yes. With Beefcake Supreme, uh, yeah, Beef Supreme, yeah, I think Beef Supreme, yeah, Beef Supreme, yeah. Which I have a fun fact about him, but we'll we'll go through those at the end. I think the the name too of like when then they call him it's like it's the Dildozer, the Ass Blaster, and the Ass Dozer. <laughs> they they were <laughs> the they, they're obviously they not should, very strong on figuring out names. Throw that little like tiny car and like throw that giant rock that he's chained to on the back. It looks like he's got like a floppy dildo on the front of his car. It doesn't look like it. It is that. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. And a, a little note I forgot to say. So when when everyone stops using Brondo and Brondo fails, Brondo falls apart, um, they cut to the a quick interview with the CEO. And the CEO is played by Thomas Hayden Church, 
which is kind of random, and he's about as coolest as everybody else. But I just thought it was yeah. funny that he came in and played a quick five-second clip in the movie. That's also where the the rock flies to the window, and Rita immediately wakes him and goes, "Oh shit, it's upgrade." Yeah, <laughs> always worried and about then, upgrade. And then the the water works, and I mean, we know how the the movie kind of ends. But um, anything else you guys want to kind of go through from? Because the end of the movie is is really. I don't know. I don't want to say it's bad. I think they just didn't know what to do to get it to uh, end. Well, I mean, it, the the crops work. He gets out of jail, right? He, you know what I mean. Everything's everything works out. Yeah, everything works out. He I did becomes, think I did like that the when he finally does take him to the time machine, it's just a ride. Well, or how about when they they give him the time machine and he give him the map to the time machine and it's just Frito just literally drew a circle. Yeah, because like, <laughs> he had no idea actually what the. And here's the scene too. It's, you know, it's where they're trying to prove that the plants work when he's in during rehabilitation. Uh, Rita finds that cameraman. That's your your that's, your actor you were talking about. Yeah. The there, Ed. And that's where they stop at Starbucks, and he's like, "I got all this money. What am I supposed to use it for?" And they go, "For lattes or yeah. <laughs> Wait, you, you like and sex? We had so much in common. Like, like, we should hang out." <laughs> Uh, that's that's one of those scenes too. I like too, where it's like they come out and then he, he like for for starts to remember what he was supposed to do. He's like, "What are you? What are you trying to read that word for? You know, like, what are you a fag? Trying to like read? So ridiculous." That's when he's just like, "I'll fag your face." Yeah, and it punches him in the face, knocks him out, and that's when we find out that the plants are working. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna go through some things and and get your guys' input here. Um, Best. Yeah, most most importantly, they're stuck in the future. Is what yeah, it is. There is no future. time machine. There's no time machine. Um, all right, the best scene in the movie. I think that's an easy one. That's Doctor Alexis, right? Oh, without a question. Yeah, without yeah. a question. I feel I feel like that's the funniest scene in the whole movie. For yeah. Sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. Um, what would you say was the worst scene? To me, it was uh, when they're walking through Costco. It's blatantly a green screen. Um, not that I needed them to put 6,000 red couches out there for everyone to actually walk in front of, but it's pretty bad. You can tell it's a green screen. So um, maybe that was on the limited budget, but that was really the, there's a lot of dumb scenes, but that was the only thing I was like, yeah, that's a little, that kind of threw me off. Anything else you guys can think of? I mean, said to bring it down to a specific scene. I, I don't really know. I mean, yeah, I mean that that might be a bad one, but I I don't think there's one specific that stands out to me. It's like, oh, that was I I couldn't stand that scene. Like, probably like for me when they're going through the ride, like some of the stuff's funny and it's like it's just kind of like it really just kind of ends on like a slow note, you know? Like I kind of wanted it to end like yeah, it's pretty that's what funny I was and pretty hilarious and like out, laugh out loud funny the whole time and just kind of ended kind of slow. That's what I said. They didn't really have a way to end it. They just kind of just ended it. They're like, oh, yeah, well, it's everything worked out and they're all living in the future and everyone's happy. But um, best character, I'm going to say, obviously, Dr. Lexus, <laughs> unless you anyone has any disagreement on that. No, I, I think Lexus is probably is probably your, your standout character. But like Camacho can get I, a. Um, I was about to say Camacho for me is, is pretty good. Like, he'll get a I, I distant, do, like, a distant silver, but it's still a silver. He can he can be on the podium. He's yeah, he's a little more in it, but 
doctor lectures, even though it was like three, five minutes long, just steal steal the show. Great, it it may only be like I think it's only like a minute and a half long. Really, it's it's so short. But man, he's he's just fantastic. Um, Do you have a worst character? My mine would be Rita. I don't know. I'm not big on her. I mean, I get her point of the movie, but yeah. that would be mine. I'd say Rita. Even I'm not even the biggest fan of Frito. I think he's kind of annoying at times. I know he's supposed to be dumb and it's supposed to work that way, but he's at least got some good lines, though. He does well, have a couple good lines, but I don't know. Yeah, I could probably do without Rita as well. Yeah, yeah. that or it would be. I just I just felt like she was kind of a a useless character. Like they could have used her a lot better. That's all. Because my Rudolph is pretty funny. The fact that my Rudolph is funny. Yeah, but that that would be my worst character. She has my vote. It feels like they shoehorned her in. Like if she wasn't there, you wouldn't have noticed it. Um, right, she's not an integral part of, of the of the. It's like you you could have made you could have made the movie without her in it. Very yeah, easy. it feels like they kind of said, "Oh, we need some form of," and I'm mean, going to say air quotes when I say love interest in it, because she's not really a love interest at all. She's kind of just there, but. All right. Um, do you have an underrated scene? Something that I, I know we kind of went through them as we did. There were some miniature things, but um... there's ones where it's like you might just miss a little line here and there. You know, like like you said, it's like when they go into Costco and he's like, "Welcome to Costco. I love you." You're not, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. like you're not gonna catch like that that kind of scene or like that's kind of I said there's or, you don't hear the whole like go away baiting yeah. like part like that so fast that if you don't that I probably might standing up off the toilet. Like standing up off the toilet couch or toilet uh, yeah. lounge chair. Um, that, that's that same unintentionally funny or subtle thing. Uh, one thing I noticed when he's in in the rehab scene, he's in the car. You see him hit the gas. He's wearing Crocs. <laughs> and uh, I actually looked it up, and it said that it turned out they had everybody wear Crocs in the movie as a joke, and then by the time the movie came out, Crocs were popular. Oh, wow. Yeah, so uh, as I looked it up, there's a picture of Joe when they're doing the motorcade. And I, I didn't really notice at the time, but he's wearing Crocs in that, too. He's got orange Crocs on the matches, his velour pants that he's wearing. <laughs> or his, his satin pants. Anything else? Like, a little there. That I know we went through a lot of it, but... No. All right, so... Um, the next category I call Alternative Facts Barbie Presents. So here's some stuff I looked up online that may or may not be true, uh, depending on who you believe. Kennedy, you mentioned earlier, um, is Earl Mann is the comment, uh, the, the commentator, the, the narrator of the movie. Uh-huh. He is, and Ryan, you said you knew you heard his voice from somewhere. He is the voiceover for the NFL films. So all the stuff from like the 70s and 80s oh. with the Steelers and the and the Reds and the Raiders and the Cowboys and all that stuff that's that's who it is. That's incredible. That's yeah. a, that, that that's actually <laughs> a hell of a narrator. I know they found they found a pretty good person to do all the voiceovers, but um the Sorry, movie what? was a Go ahead, Mike. Not to get off topic or anything here, but maybe I should spell my last name with two D's for a double dose of my pimping. <laughs> kind of <neat. laughs> Kennedy. Uh, the movie originally was supposed to be called United States of America with U-H-H-M-E-R-I-C-A, kind of like in the American Express sign that was in there. And that might have been, they snuck that in there later on to, to still add it in there. Like an Easter egg thing there. 
Yeah, a little Easter egg. They they consider calling it the movie the movie uh, three thousand and one. I don't know if that was supposed to be a play on Space Odyssey two thousand one, or if they were going to actually make it a, a thousand years in the future. But that was the um, two of the names that they had originally considered for the movie. I think they made the right choice with Idiocracy. I think Idiocracy was the right name too. Um, Etan Cohen, who was the other writer of the movie, which I looked him up, he wrote the screenplay for Tropic Thunder, which is a Actually, I think a really funny movie, but uh, I, 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 uh, agree, I agree with you. Like, yeah, so yeah, good reviews I know and stuff like that, but I enjoyed it. And Ryan, you you cracked the joke about ten years in the future versus five hundred. He actually said during the two thousand sixteen election, he said, "quote I am no prophet. I was off by four hundred ninety years." I'm telling you, there's a lot of similarities. It's it's crazy. It it's, it, it is, it, and that's why it was a good movie to do the, this for time out. Last one, uh, Beef Supreme. In the in rehab is played by a gentleman named Andrew Wilson. Andrew Wilson is Luke Wilson and Owen Wilson's other brother. Oh, yeah. Okay. So that was uh, just a couple fun fun facts for you. I was actually surprised that they didn't sneak Owen Wilson into this movie at all. Okay. Uh, I think what happened was, and I got to get the timing right on this. That might have been when he was in rehab. Yeah, well, because it was after Wedding Crashers, and he ended up uh, – he was addicted to drugs. Because there was something I read about um, Andrew Wilson got mad at Hollywood because a lot of people turned their back on him when he when that happened to Owen. So um, I, I agree. It would have been funny if they would have snuck him in somewhere as a random character. But uh, one other fact I read is – uh, Terry Crews supposedly had to audition several times for this. They were trying to get a big name to play President Camacho, but they he, he ended up winning out on it anyways. And I, I don't know if I could have found someone else that would have been as funny as him. Uh, he had just come off of Cheeseburger Eddie in The Longest Yard. I said the next category is, I know it's a movie, but... And these are things that, I get it. I know it's a movie, so you have to allow a lot of premise to, to fall, but I feel like these are things that they kind of missed. Um, number one, if we, if we made it 500 years in the future with sanitation the way it was, disease would have wiped out every single person there. They never would have made it that far. <laughs> Structures would have fallen on people. There'd be no running water. There would be no electricity. There'd be none of that. So I, I feel like that they kind of just said, we're just going to let everyone be stupid, but society's still going to function properly. You, you know, who's running television, who's running all that stuff. So it might, yeah, I mean, that's, that's a good point. And, I wouldn't uh, really, I wouldn't really thought about that. Well, you know me, I like to complain about stuff. So all like right who now. wrote algorithms in 250 years earlier, Brondo was smart enough to buy out the FDA, but not smart enough to have someone as the CEO who can even function speaking a sentence. So, um, like I, I would think the people from Brondo would have somebody smart. Maybe not even the smartest person, but somebody smart. So, anything you else somebody, you guys can somebody, think somebody of? Somebody would have snuck through the cracks, you know. Not just snuck through the cracks, but just that somebody there would have been a, like a high society of smart people somewhere. But again, that's not the point of the movie. The point was for everybody to be stupid. But right. Um. So I'm going to get to the next thing. I was going to say, what would you change if you, if you had had this movie? But I'm actually going to do it a different way. Should this movie be remade? 
here 12 years later. We we said that this movie could come out. I would should say it no. be I have a thought. Um what if it came out as a Netflix show? I still no. I mean, I mean, like you mean like just redoing it to do like like an hour half hour show? Yeah, like it'd be a half hour 10 episodes is the first season and the end of the first season it'd be a little different. Like the end of the first episode is we'll say he wakes up from hibernation. And then it's because it, it functions as a series of skits. I feel like they could actually cut them up in, in 22 minute skits. And then the end of it is he, it, it looks like he solved everything. It's where the movie ended, but it picks up that there actually is like a high society running Brondo and they come after Joe, but it's still a comedy. See, I, I, I say, why, why even mess with a good thing? It was, it's a, you know what I mean? I would I would say no. That'd be me. I like it. I like it the way it is. Don't ruin it because sometimes it's something that sounds good, they try to replay it and then it just doesn't work the same way. Well, they try to do like these remakes and I have an idea of how they should cast it and then they try to, they just completely like reverse roles. Like, all right, this was a male role before. Now this is a girl role now. And, you know, yeah, I see what you're saying. And it just kind of tosses the aspect, and I just haven't liked movies where they where they do that a lot. Where how are they going to do it? You know, like Joe would have been Rita, and Rita would have been Joe. You're saying almost like Rita would have been in the military, and Joe would be like a janitor. You know, I don't know. I get your point. Um, last question: What happens after the end of the movie? Like. If you've seen, if you stuck to the credits, you know that Upgrade shows up. But what happens to Joe and Rita and everybody else after the movie ends? What do you, where do you think things go? Well, it shows they're like they're like on the lawn with like kids and stuff. No, that's right. true. They're, they're trying to rebuild. They're trying to rebuild society with smart people, maybe. I don't yeah, know. with with a couple actual smart people. Would you uh, would you have cast the movie any differently in two thousand five? Was there anyone else you would have rather had play Joe or Rita or anybody? I actually, I'm, I'm actually think it was a good choice because they weren't, like, they're known characters, they're known actors, but they weren't like over the top, real famous people. So I think that worked better for this. Luke know? was, Luke had just done, um, old, old school. school. So yeah, so yeah. he had, he actually was a big enough name, but I think he was the perfect Joe pick because he is essentially just the most average person. Yeah. As an actor, he think he fits that role pretty well. Yeah. I mean, may, maybe a different. Care, maybe it, it might be funny to have. I don't know who specifically, but maybe a different Frito. You know, maybe lose the lisp. I don't really know what that was supposed to be. It about. was just, it was just supposed to be that he can't speak English correctly as the way it's formed today. That's all. Okay, like I don't know, but, but I, I like I like Joe. I like Camacho, and those are really the two biggest ones for me. Well, leave Justin Long in there as Lexus too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe give him maybe, give maybe give him more of a, a character. Yeah, but I don't know. His his such a small role is what makes it so so funny. Because if he kept throwing those lines out later, it probably would have lost some of it. Yeah, it, would have lost, it definitely would have lost some of Lost some of the edge. But all right, any yeah. other any no, other no, notes? Just like have him like pop up, you know, like randomly just pop up, like you know, like he's in the crowd one time or something like that. <laughs> that would have been good. Yeah, like it's like a, like that. at the presidential address, like he's in the background yeah. yelling. But scream out, your shit's all fucked up. <laughs> Or at uh, at rehab, maybe in the crowd somewhere. But 
All right. Any other thoughts before we end? It's a great movie. I, th- I think, I mean, I want to go watch it again right now. Because... <laughs> Pick up all the subtle little things, all the, all the funny stuff that they, all the little Easter eggs they threw in there. Right. Well, it's like, like I said, you have to kind of pay attention to the background. Like I said, I was paying attention. That's I was randomly reading that one sign and then saw there was a certain general's warning. So I paused and I was yeah. like, what does that say? <laughs> yeah. You know, like you're just, they're, they've changed like every little thing. They could have just easily put a certain general warning up there. And nobody would have thought the lesser of it. it. It's almost like they put more effort into the little things versus the actual plot. And that was kind of the point of the whole movie. I mean, the, the whole movie was is a satirical, so that they're they're hitting they hit what they wanted to as far as that goes, right? But, um, all right. Well, if you uh, if you heard this and you enjoyed it, and you know other people that enjoyed Idiocracy, pass it along to them. Uh, you can follow the podcast at Worth the Watch PC on Twitter, or email us uh, at the it's. Worth the watch podcast at gmail.com. Again, worth the watch podcast at gmail.com. Send over comments, you know, other than just telling us things you don't like about us, but comments, things you'd rather see us do, movies you'd like to hear us do. We got a big long list we're going to go through. Um, we're going to try and do them every couple weeks. It's, it's not easy. We all have real jobs that we have to do. So uh, we'll do when we can. But um, again, Follow us on Twitter. Pass it along to other people. Any other idiocracy things before we go? I still like no. my Netflix series idea. I think it could no. work. Maybe someone will pick it up on it. <laughs> well, you just kind of feel like that's where things are going anymore. Everyone, I know that you guys have a good point about people messing, shuffling characters around too much, but I feel like it could work. Heck, Luke Wilson's not doing anything. He could probably do it. <laughs> Quit ruining a good thing. Go <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks, everyone, and uh, we'll, we'll see you next time. All right, man. Thanks, Thanks for having me. me.